94th Academy Awards. Are you okay? The Okay Podcast. It's not good, it's not bad, it's just okay. Hi and welcome to the Okay Podcast. We're back, kind of. As you can tell, the podcast is getting more and more casual as it goes along, but that's okay. It's the way I want it to be. I've got things, plans, projects I'm working on. Um, So hopefully when that kicks off, maybe the podcast will even come to an end if I'm good at what I do. Anyway, for today's podcast, we are talking about the Oscars, the good, the bad and the ugly. If you haven't heard anything about the 94th Academy Awards, also just known as the 2022 Oscars, then where have you been hiding? Because it was quite the event, one event in particular that was um, ruffling rustling people's feathers, starting a conversation. Twitter definitely went crazy for that, and that will be our last section in the ugly part. But for now, obviously, we must start with the good things that have happened at the Oscars, and The first one I have to say was the winner of the Best Supporting Actress, Ariana DeBose. Um, She was in West Side Story. Uh, She played Anita. Um, If you don't know who Anita is in West Side Story, basically like the main character's best friend. And I was really surprised to find out um, that she was only the second Latina to win an Academy Award. And that's kind of crazy because the academies have been there for for, I mean for years now um and that was crazy to hear but also it's quite you know it's a it's a monumental event um that she should feel very very proud for very well deserved her performance in West Side Story was um amazing uh I really liked it it really distracted me from Ansel Edgar (laughs) Ansel Edgar who obviously has been accused of sexual harassment, sexual assault. I will get more into that later. But really what I liked about her win is her speech, um, especially this part in her speech where she says, to anybody who has ever questioned your identity, ever, 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 or you find yourself living in the grey spaces, I promise you this, there is indeed a place for us. Creating this community and creating this hope of reaching for your dreams and never feeling that your identity who you are as a person is a barrier to what you can achieve and I think that is something that everyone needs to sort of get the idea of because the the film industry is cutthroat but as well as cutthroat the film industry is quietly discriminative discriminative I don't think that's a word quietly discriminative and um we just need to push past that but that was a great win for Ariana the Bose um then (laughs) this one is like there's nothing really monumental about this but I just love him best original score went to Dune um and part of that team was Hans Zimmer when I say he never misses he never misses Hans Zimmer is one of the best film composers out there and everyone knows that before he did film he did actually do pop music just yeah if you didn't know um (laughs) he did pop music like a song from madagascar that he did with uh will i am for 
you know the one that's like, I like them big, I like them chunky, yeah, um, that one, that was Hans Zimmer, and everyone got shocked, and I was like, you know, he did pop music, but I was, I was like, yes, go Hans Zimmer, and then best motion picture went to Coda, which also made history, because majority of that cast are deaf, and it's about, it's about, it's a story about a deaf family who are in the fishing industry and they have a hearing daughter um, and they basically help, they support their daughter in her dreams to sing for singing and she supports them in their wish to like help their fishing industry. And it's a great, it is a great film, I have to say. However, I must state that I don't, see how it was able to win I don't understand why it won the motion the best motion picture because this film has been done before and I do prefer the one the original version that I watched anyway um La Famille Bellier it's French and I think if you took French GCSE everyone was forced to watch this by their French teacher not that I'm complaining it's actually a great film and there's like that iconic song that's like Cheval, Cheval and it's all about her flying away and like stretching her wings it's beautiful and do I think that Coda lived up to La Famille Billier? No. Therefore following that sort of procedure I don't think Coda should have won the best motion picture but it did so I guess you need to trust the Academy but then again who are the Academy? It's just a bunch of wealthy people with influence voting on other wealthy people with influence and apparently there's a lot of scandals about how voting actually works and it's a bit corrupted sometimes that you can just like pay for a vote which I'm like fine if you want to pay for a vote go pay for a vote like do what you need to do um but I was like whatever I wasn't the happiest about that win but good for them um another win was Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog that starred Benedict Cumberbatch, the amazing Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, love to see female directors. Just love to see it in general. Great energy, great vibes as a female director. Well, I'm not a female director. I'm a female who, who directs stuff. Also, the term female, it's like the more and more I say it, the more and more I sound misogynist and I don't know what it is. I know I'm not saying it in a misogynistic way, but something about the word female <laughs> is so misogynist for some reason. Um, I don't know what it is about female, but it just is. I just feel like if someone's saying female, it's usually like men on their podcasts being like, oh, females. And I literally tick three of those boxes. I have a podcast. I'm saying females. The only part that's not quite there is I'm not a man. <laughs> um, but Jane Campion's win for Best Director... I uh, really like to see it. I also really liked um, Regina Hall's bits on during her part of the Oscar hosting where she got like, who did she get on stage? I think it was Idris Elba, Timothy Chalamet, Shimu Liu, um, who else? Bradley Cooper. And then Jacob Elordi. Um, and it's basically like this whole sexual thing about COVID testing and it was a bit crude but at the same time it was quite funny and I kind of liked it um but that those were the good and I think following that we're seeing more diversity we're seeing more like 
the films that win are not the films that like the public necessarily think were the best but they're just films who that are good and I kind of like seeing that um it's like when oh what's it called when the thing Moonlight beat La La Land in that Oscars for best motion picture and at first I was like oh no La La Land the best film ever but then I watched Moonlight and oh my gosh hands down hands down was better than La La Land it had the depth the acting the emotions the slight moments of laughter everything about it was like incredible and I really really enjoyed Moonlight and I've watched it I think two times now which is rare for me I usually never watch movies more than once um but I think it's nice to see that motion the best motion pictures aren't the ones that sometimes are favored by the public but ones that are generally just good films however that sometimes is not always the case as we saw with best animated feature let's get into the bad part of the oscars i hope everyone can appreciate the little transition sound there someone was like aki you need to add transition sounds to your podcasts and i listened to them there you go a fun little kind of shitty transition oscar oh no i just swore which means now i need to put that little e by my podcast to say it's explicit oh god damn it god damn it's not a swear word unless you're like 10 but i'm not 10 so i guess it's not a swear word for me anyways bad part of the oscars this is not the ugly part so if you think i'm gonna mention the event yet no that's gonna come later and i will go into depths about that one the bad parts okay so the first bad part i need to mention i previously just mentioned the last section best animated feature encanto beats luca and i'm kind of confused (laughs) because i've watched both those films and i hands down preferred luca i mean encanto was great don't get me wrong good soundtrack good music it's a bop whatever but luca was just so heartwarming and nice and like lovely and the animations was really good they had like a merboy a merboy and a mermat it was great and i don't understand how encanto beat luca i think it's just because of the publicity of encanto and just the fact that the cast of Encanto as well was like kind of sick, like Lynn and Stephanie Beatrice and oh, whatever. But I was just kind of annoyed because I thought Luca definitely deserved to win because it was when I tell you like Luca was so heartwarming, heartwarming. It was so heartwarming. It was so cute. I loved it. I literally loved it. One of my favorite animated. Actually, no, I can't say that because there are so there are so many more and better animated films out there um which ones can i think of that animated and like really really funny i really (laughs) i really like sausage party even though it's an animated film but it's literally not made for children but it's great i love it it's so funny um but i don't think encanto deserved to win but they got it whatever live your life the one thing i will say about encanto is i was really happy that dos argulitas got um nominated for the best 
song produced for a film instead of we can't talk we don't talk about bruto bruno because even though we don't talk about bruno is like catchy it's not like the greatest song it's okay um someone's gonna come and attack me for that because i did spend about 30 minutes in the car raving about how great we don't talk about bruno is back in back in the days which was like literally about two weeks ago um and i also i need to go back to we don't talk about bruno because i think it was mid-show they did a mid-show performance and megan de stallion did a rap on the song which i didn't see coming did i enjoy it Oh, I mean, I don't know. I didn't. I just didn't think the vibes was that was there, especially because the night opened and you had Beyonce open the night. Beyonce, the Beyonce belting as she belts, singing her song, and then we have like we don't talk about Bruno and Megan Stallion rapping. I don't know. I just don't think the vibes are met in this particular occasion, and definitely not the way that they wanted the vibes to be met. But you let people do their thing because people do their thing and there's nothing you can do about that. Um, but but Encanto aside, there were other bad things that happened. The second the second one and final one that I'm going to mention in um, the bad section didn't actually happen at the Oscars, but the winner of Best Director for the Oscars won best motion picture for the critics choice awards which was which were about two weeks before the oscars um and that's jane campion as i previously mentioned and i want to talk about this because it was a very interesting case that basically highlighted the problems with um sort of insidious white feminism um in jane campion's acceptance speech for the critics choice awards she's like you know she's getting her award she's like thank you thank you being a woman in this industry is very very hard and that's great until she had to say this and I quote this is what she said Venus and Serena you are marvels but you don't have to play against the guys like I do and and she said this these were her words <sighs> oh Janie 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 anyone who knows anything about the Williams career would know that that was a very arrogant and ignorant comment to make. The Williams sisters have had to deal with racism and sexism since the start of their careers. It's a fight. It's a battle that unfortunately it's still going on. They still get comments about their appearance, their so-called femininity, their achievements are belittled or sometimes think less than the men and the fact that Jane Campion during her Critics Choice Award like speech was like oh Venus and Serena you don't have to play against the guys like I do was really really bad and I think the worst part is that she said it with a massive smile on her face it wasn't like a really subtle sort of yeah venus and serena your marvels but you don't have to play the games the guys i do i do like a little kind of like a you know it's been tough it was a full-on but you don't have to play against the guys like i do and i was like okay (laughs) i was like okay 
And there's actually a video of Serena Williams reacting to that. And you can tell she's doing that smile that people do when you've said something offensive, but they're in a public space and they can't, they don't want to like make a big deal out of it. So it's like a half smile, but Loki disgust of like who allowed you to say that, which is why I think that if you have an acceptance speech, you should probably get it checked just in case you have to say it. So moments like these don't arrive and I know some people try to be genuine when they're up on the stage but sometimes that's not necessary and in this case it wasn't necessary which actually brings me <laughs> we're talking about Serena um Venus here which brings me to the movie King Richard and uh, I love how we're talking about women's achievements and the belittling of women's achievements and that is done by the movie King Richard that Chris Chris Rock made a joke about he basically I forgot how it went but the punchline was sort of oh we've moved so far in terms of diversity and inclusivity when it comes to women that we wrote a movie about Venus and Serena's father to which he has a point Serena and Venus have done so much and this movie King Richard was all about their father Richard Williams and his sort of battle through fighting off harassments and training his daughters which honestly it was it was moving it was really moving but now I want a movie about them too like come on sisters both tennis legends fighting off the press fighting off the public fighting off harassment and god knows what else um I really want to see a movie about that instead of seeing Will Smith play their father and yep there's the buzzword Will Smith I mentioned the buzzword (laughs) I know this was the moment that everyone was waiting for um Will Smith Will Smith oh I really liked him Ah, oh, I thought he was one of the good ones. And in a way, I still do think he is. I just think that he's not going through the greatest of time in recent years. But that it's an explanation for what he did. But it doesn't justify it. And it's not an excuse. And it's not a reason for us to be like it's acceptable because what he did I'm gonna before I say anything about this what he did like you can't just slap someone in the face whether or not you're in public television or not also it was a hard slap it was a full-on like like it was not like a little tap on the cheek but Chris Rock um I mean he looked like he just got touched by a feather and then he just really like he knocked it off he was like oh my gosh Will Smith the slap the shit out of me and I was like oh you took that better than I thought you were and then Will continued and he was like take my fucking wife's name out your fucking mouth and then that was bad but then the funniest part is you can see Lupita Nyong'o in the background just like oh oh she was (laughs) I see all the pictures and I'm like She's just in the background. Will Smith is there being like, her. And she's there like, ooh, tea. Tea. Like, she looks like she was about to ask someone for some popcorn. Um, but the main part of it. Um, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. After Chris Rock made a joke about his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. And the joke was basically, 
Jada, can't wait to see you in G.I. Jane 2. The joke makes reference to Jada's balding head, which is actually because of a condition she has called alopecia. Now, let's break down this section before we get into the Will Smith section. She does have a condition called alopecia. It's a very serious condition that many people around the world have. And do I think humour should be used? Do I think people's diseases and things they cannot control be used for humour, especially in situations where it's very, very public, it's very, very open, and you do not have strong relations to the person you're making direct reference to. No, I think it, it's really hard, because I, I love dark humour. I think it's the funniest form of humour. But I think that situations like this, it's you need to be aware that it's a situation that where people can be quite sensitive especially because Jada when she talks about it she's quite sensitive about it um she doesn't really make jokes about it compared to if she was making jokes about it it was a funny thing that she laughed about I I don't think Chris Rock was in the right but that does not mean to say that Will Smith was in the right to punch slap him it was a slap it was not a punch it was a slap to slap him because aggression like that it's just not okay like, if he had a problem, I think, if I was in the situation, someone said a joke, I wasn't quite up to scratch with it, I would probably, I'd probably just, like, after the show or something, pull them aside and just be like, hey, dude, you made a joke, like, it was insensitive, I didn't appreciate you talking about my wife like that way, I would prefer it next time if you let me know this is what you're gonna do or next time you just don't make the joke in the first place something on those lines um and I think what people kind of what people kind of are picking up on in the situation was the fact that Will Smith was laughing his face off um at the joke and then the camera pans and next thing you know Will Smith is walking up to the stage and then boom like it's the slap in the face. It's, like, right there. Um, to which I'm, like, Fez, you know? Like, you know, if it's his... Well, no, I'm not, like, Fez. That's that's a, that's a lie. I'm not Fez. I'm, like, no, shouldn't do that. Also, what would have happened if Will Smith wasn't in the front row? Like, imagine if Will Smith was, like, really, really, like, sat, like, not in the most convenient of places and he had to kind of, like walk around everyone and be like hey excuse me excuse me like excuse me I just need to excuse me and everyone's like what what on earth is Will Smith doing and he's like excuse me guys can I just like squeeze through I'm so I'm so sorry excuse me excuse me and then he starts walking down but by, but by that time the joke's gone and then he gives Chris a slap and Chris is like what <laughs> Chris is just like oh Will, Will Smith j- just slapped me and then it's like my what and then he has to and then he has to go back to his seat so he's like oh sorry guys excuse me excuse me excuse me like squeeze squeezes past back past everyone to his seat far away it goes excuse me excuse me excuse me sit down and Chris Rock is just continuing with his set and then in the middle he's like take my wife's fucking name out of your mouth like what would have happened in that situation? I just don't... <laughs> I think that would be so much funnier. Anyway, sorry. Laughing about a really terrible situation. Um, but yeah, I just don't think Will Smith would have done that. He... And I... Okay, this is the part... 
well, I think it was, like, Jim Carrey that pointed this out, Will Smith slapped the fuck out of Chris Rock. Very aggressive movement. Um, throw down an F-bomb very aggressively. And then moments later, he was he won Best Actor, his first Oscar, Best Actor for the film Crin and Richard that was previously mentioned. And everyone's clapping him. Everyone is clapping him. He gets a standing ovation. And it's in this moment I was wondering, what is the message they're trying to send here? Because I understand separate the artist from the art. Sometimes it's very, very hard, but I, I kind of get it. But the person that went on stage to collect that Oscar was was the artist. It was not the art. They are applauding the artist. They are applauding Will Smith after his actions. Is that to say they support what he did? Or is that to say they're indifferent to what he did? Because surely an act of aggravation like that, and it's it was harassment, it was assault, surely in that moment it's a case of being escorted off the premises. You've just slapped someone in the face. Not only that, you slap someone in the face on public television. And the fact that the Academy didn't remove him straight away, like guards didn't remove him straight away, was um, interesting, especially when you come to consider the fact that apparently the guards, they went up to Will and they were like, hey, we would really, like, we would highly recommend it if you just, um, left the event right now, and Will was like, no, I'm good here, and they're like, oh, okay, cool, that, that, that's fine, sit, sit right where you are, and I'm like, what? I'm like, this man just hit someone in the face, like, this is a arrestable offense, and you're just like, oh, just sit, sit down and Go go receive your receive your prestigious award, my man. I just I think that's a bit wrong. And now it's been about two weeks because the Oscars were on the twenty eighth April, twenty eighth March. So it's been about two weeks. And what the Academy have decided is they've barred Will Smith from the Academy from Academy events for the next ten years. 10 years is a long time, given that there are so many. I mean, there's like two or three annual Academy events, but the biggest one being the Oscars, obviously. But 10 years is a long time. This barring is quite long, which... Uh, I would say it's justified if it weren't for the fact that people have done worse. And I hate, I hate to say worse, because any act of assault should never be compared people have done worse and before I mention this it's because Chris Rock yes he got slapped maybe he got a bit of psychological damage emotional damage from that um and maybe it hurt him but he sort of you know he he shook it off he said okay he got an apology Chris Rock himself the victim who is the most important person in the situation basically said yeah I'm not gonna press charges whatever man kind of thing and so from the victim's perspective the victim's in a position where they've they've had the power to do something they've had the power to press charges they've had the power to like have a mediation and they decide not to whereas the two people I'm gonna mention oh three people gosh the academy is problematic the three people I'm gonna mention they did worse things in their barring slash expulsion from the academy did not come 
until way after and the question really is why the first one i'm going to start with is roman polanski in 1977, Roman Polanski pleaded guilty to assaulting a minor. Therefore, not only did he assault a minor, he pleaded guilty for it, and still, in 2002, he got the Oscar for directing the movie The Pianist, which is a great movie, and he got a standing ovation for that. And I understand his craft, I understand the work he does must have been amazing, but still, he assaulted a minor... And it wasn't until 2018 that the Academy decided to bar him after other allegations of sexual assault came out. And that was 41 years later, which is... I mean, I like the fact that they're getting more efficient now, but it's the question of why it's taking you this long to get efficient and why is your reputation still as high as it is when you've allowed people like this to sort of be part of this Academy and sort of represent them even when they pleaded guilty for such things um the same thing goes for bill cosby bill cosby was not barred until 2018 um even though his allegation allegations against him have been coming out since 2004 and he was arrested in 2015 but he obviously paid like the million pound million dollar bail which makes me think i was thinking i was like thinking about this i was like both of those people got barred in 2018, which was, like, quite a few years after allegations or after trials had begun. And what I realised is that in 2017, the hashtag MeToo movement started. In 2017, Harvey Weinstein was expelled from the Academy about a month or two later after allegations um, came out about his sexual um, harassment. But the thing about the Harvey Weinstein allegations that were a bit different to Roman Polanski and um, Bill Cosby was that the people accusing Harvey Weinstein were people who were part of the Academy, which gives me the idea that the Academy wants to protect its own but doesn't really care about other random people in civilization. And the Harvey Weinstein thing became a big deal. Like, it started a whole... Well, it didn't really start the movement, but it was, like, part of this big hashtag me too movement and in 2017 two months after after a lot of public pressure they ex harvey weinstein was expelled from the academy now a year later in 2018 the academy um they i think they but they expelled bill cosby and roman polanski which is i think it's a calling that they only were aware they needed to do such a thing when the public highlighted to them that under their sort of authority they're allowing people who have done illegal activities who have done wrong to still be part of their kind of prestigious um society cult thing and someone else who wasn't barred kevin spacey has not been barred and my thinking of that is that the academy's not gonna bar anyone until they're they're doing innocent until proven guilty like allegations aren't enough for any sort of barring which makes sense from one aspect but from another aspect you you are representing the film tv industry you are representing this whole genre thing and when things are happening like this under your roof it's weird that you don't have an instant reaction or an instant 
need to do something until the public pressures you to do it. And like this whole Will Smith, oh my gosh, the Will Smith thing, people were, people were like, oh my gosh, that's the worst. You need to take his Oscar away from him. You like, he could be like never allowed to go in. He needs to be arrested. He needs to be jailed, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, what? Taking his Oscar away from him is not really going to do anything because it's everyone knows he won the Oscar and you can't really give it to anyone else because no one else would probably take it because it's kind of like, oh, second best. Also, in the nicest way possible, like, do they get prize, a money prize for winning an Oscar? Even if they did, like, Will Smith is loaded. Not that he would really be hurt by that. Thirdly, why would they take away Will Smith? If they, they have no right of taking away Will Smith's Oscars if they didn't take away Bill Cosby's Oscars or Harvey Weinstein's. Actually, they did take away Harvey Weinstein's Oscars or Roman Polanski's Oscars, like, or Kevin Spacey, like, Ansel Elgort as well. Like, all these people, they didn't take away their Oscars so they couldn't take Will Smith's away. And... I think another thing that, obviously the slap was bad, but the, ah, was the joke that bad? I don't think, oh, controversial opinion, I don't think the joke was that bad. Because, just because, just because, just because, just because it didn't really... I know it wasn't explicitly like alopecia, haha, you look ridiculous. It made resemblance to a character who was also bold. And I don't... I think it's problematic in a way, but it could have been bad. I think it could have been worse. And I think that sounds awful that it could have been worse, but I don't think it was a slappable effect. And now you have Jada Pinkett Smith coming out saying, oh my gosh, I'm so, like, upset that Will did this. Like, he's so aggressive. Like, I don't really love him like that. I think Will Smith is just going to go through a tough time, man. Like, he's... From outside perspective, it seems that the marriage is not going as well. Um, and I think it's awful when you have... Your so, you're so much in the public eye and you have all these memes that basically are joking about... Will Smith and joking about the kind of emotions he's going through, like the time when the little situationship got released and memes were, like he was crying, he was being vulnerable and memes were released and now he's slapped Chris Rock and what he called in his acceptance speech, um, sometimes love makes you do regrettable things and I think he is being controlled by his emotions, he is feeling an overwhelming nature of these emotions and finding a release for them has been hard and so this is what happens but I'm not justifying it because I can't justify violence who can bloody justify violence like come on come on we're all grown-ups slapping people you do it in private not in public one-on-one Chris versus Will then it's just a he said, she said situation. Chris is like, yeah, Will hit me about the G.I. Jane joke about his wife. And Will's like, I did no such thing. And then who do you believe? No one really, because you have no proof. You don't do it on public televisions where there are millions of people watching. And another re- and those millions of people is actually probably why the Academy didn't remove Will Smith. They got so many more views 
because of the slap and so much more attention because of the slap that they, they were probably like oh look our numbers are going up money 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 and this is why capitalism is bad i'm not stating the capitalism bad like i re- capitalism has its faults in certain places it's not perfect nothing's perfect um like the oscars this year the good the bad and the downright ugly it was an interesting one it was very much an interesting one um anyway this is it for the okay podcast next week or whenever i decide to post again which could be like whenever i want because this is my podcast and i'm in control um i've got guests on my show i've got my two friends izzy and yenna who are coming in for the episode two of conversation with friends um and I think it's going to be interesting. I like doing the Conversation with Friends series because it's kind of just, like, a way for me to, like, chat with my friends about random nonsense and just make something out of it. I think it's a thing that in 10 years' time, when I'm, like, living in my box somewhere underneath a bridge, I'll be like, oh my gosh, remember the time when I had a podcast? And also, it's so much fun when you're walking around and everyone's like, oh, did you know Mackie has a podcast? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. Ha ha ha. Anyway, that's um, all for me this week, and I will see you next week.